Section 34 of Slave Narratives, a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves. Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Slave Narratives a folk history of slavery in the United States from interviews with former slaves. Volume 11, North Carolina Narratives, Part 1, by Various. Ex-Slave Story, an interview by Mary A. Hicks with Willis Cozart of Zebulon, Wake County, North Carolina, age 92, May 12th, 1937. No, ma'am, mistress. I don't want to ride in no automobile. Thank you. I's done walked these three miles from Zebulon, and walking is what has kept me going all these years. Yes, am I's a bachelor, and I was born on June 11th, 1845, in Person County. My papa was named Ed, and my ma was named Sally. There was ten of us youngins. Morris, Dallas, Stephen, Jerry, Florence, Polly, Lena, Phyllis, Caroline, and me. Mr. Starlin Oakley of Person County, near Roxborough, was my master. And as long as him and old mistress lived, I went back to see them. He was right good to the good niggers and kind of strict with the bad ones. Personally, he ain't never had me whooped but two or three times. You's heard about these set down strikes lately. Well, they ain't the first ones. Once when I was four or five years old, too little to work in the fields, my master sought me and some more little children's to work pulling up weeds round the house. Well, I makes a speech and I tells them let's don't work none. So out we sprawls on the grass under the apple tree. After a while, old master found us there. And when he finds that I was the ringleader, he gives me a little whooping. It was a big plantation, around 1,200 acres of land, I reckon, and he had about 70 or 80 slaves to work the cotton, corn, tobacco, and the wheat and vegetables. The big house was something to look at, but the slave cabins was just log huts with sand floors and stick and dirt chimneys. We was allowed to have a little patch of garden stuff at the back, but no chickens, no pigs. The only way we had of making money was by picking berries and selling them. We ain't had much time to do that, case we worked from sunup to sundown six days a week. The master fed us as good as he knowed how, but it was mostly on bread, meat, and vegetables. I remember several slave sales where they sold the pappy or the mammy away from the chillins, and that was a sad time. They led them up one at a time, 
and asked them questions, and they weren't many what was chained, only the bad ones. And sometime, when they was traveling, it was necessary to chain a new gang. I seed niggas beat to the blood run, and I seed plenty more with big scars from whoopings, but they was the bad ones. You was whooped according to the deed you done in dim days. A moderate whooping was 39 or 40 lashes, and a real whooping was an even hundred. Most folks can't stand a real whooping. From all this, you might think that we ain't had no good times, but we had our corn shuckings, candy pullings, and sitch like. We ain't felt like hunting much, but I did go on a few fox hunts with the master. I used to go fishing too, but I ain't been now since 1873, I reckon. We sometimes went to the neighborhood affairs if and we was good, but if we wasn't and didn't get a pass, the patrollers would sure get us. When they got through whooping a nigger, he'd knowed he was whooped too. The slave weddings in that country was sort of this way. The man asked the master for the omen, and he just told him to step over the broom, and that was the way they got married them days. The poor white folks done the same way. After the war started, the white folks tried to keep us niggers from knowing about it. But the news got round somehow. And there was some talk of getting shed of the master's family and getting rich. The plans didn't mount to nothing, and so the Yankees come down. I remember mighty well when the Yankees come through our country. They's told everything they could find, and I remember what old master said. He says, everyone that wants to work for me Getting the patch to pulling that 40 acres of fodder and all that. Don't get up the road with them damn Yankees. Well, we all went away. That winter was tough. All the niggas near about starved to death. And we ain't seen nothing of the 40 acres of land and the mule. What the Yankees done promised us another. After a while. We had to go to our old masters and ask them for bread to keep us alive. The Ku Klux Klan sprung right up out of the earth. But the Yankees put a stop to that by putting so many of them in jail. They do say that that's what the state prison was built for. I never believed in witches. I ain't put much stock in it. But I seed a few things during my life that I can't explain. Like the thing with the red eyes that mocked me one night. But shucks, I ain't believing in them things much. I was plowed my land, tended it year after year, lived by myself and all, and I ain't got hurted yet. But I ain't never rid in the automobile yet. And I got one tooth left. End of section 34. Read by Quincy Minor, Austin, Texas, April 14th, 2022.